This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Having some fun here on a magnificent football Monday. Nick and Ken here with you. Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops, joins us in 20 minutes, giving us some NBA bets for tonight. Power Hour, final hour of the show, featuring all our bets for tonight. NHL, NBA, World Series Game 3, and Monday Night Football, side total and props, the Lions and the Raiders in Detroit. But for now, let's uh, continue our handicap of Week 9 in the NFL. Jake, please fade the music back up, and we'll continue speaking about the Falcons and the Vikings, where we don't know who Atlanta's quarterback is going to be. And also, like, we don't know what Minnesota's going to do in between now and Tuesday's trade deadline. Are the Vikings going to like pack it in here? Maybe trade Daniil Hunter? Sure. Maybe like kick the can down the road? We thought that's what Minnesota wanted to do prior to the season when they didn't extend Kirk Cousins. And then, you know, Cousins was playing so well and the defense was coming along and Brian Flores is doing a great job that you got the sense the Vikings were going to go for it a little bit and probably would have made the playoffs as the seven seed, maybe better. If Cousins doesn't get hurt, but he does, unfortunately. Torn Achilles, done for the year. MRI confirms that earlier today. So, like, would it would it really surprise anyone if the Vikings, a forward-thinking, like, analytically-driven organization, decided to pack it in on the season and maybe, like, try to get a young quarterback at the top of the draft and let Kirk Cousins walk? So, I, I think there's a lot that has to be figured out here in the next 24 hours for Minnesota. I will say that... If you are, like, in the Vikings front office, so much better that— and obviously, like, it's never good to lose Cousins. Like, you never want that to happen. But it's better that it happened, like, yesterday as opposed to, like, next week. At least you have the trade deadline where if they decide they want to do something, maybe they could go out and do it. Whether it's Jameis, Jacoby Brissett, Kyler Murray. Just, like, there are options still available to Minnesota— And that door closes, obviously, at 4 p.m. Eastern coming up on Tuesday. So I think the deadline kind of factors into the the handicap of this game a little bit. Like, what's Minnesota going to look like? Is Jaron Hall definitely going to be the quarterback? Ken, I thought you did a great job detailing why you bet Atlanta, just like you felt like, hey, other people are going to want to bet Atlanta. Also, you were right. So now that we're sitting at the current number of Atlanta by about five, is there anything to do here in this game, or we are looking to hashtag acquire more information? Well, I think uh, the, the questions that I'd be asking here would be like, are we, is the line done moving and why would it move more? Right. Uh, there were two, so two thoughts there. One, if Arthur Smith late in the week says it's Heineke, I do think you would get maybe like a tiny pop on Atlanta when that happens, because I think everyone knows Ritter's brutal. And even if Heineke's also brutal, he's not the brutal that we've seen every single week for Atlanta, like when they've been in these close games against bad teams over and over and over again. And the offenses look terrible. So, like, maybe you get a little movement off that. And I think also, and this is, it's just like my kind of like gut feel about what's going to happen. If we get through the deadline and the Vikings add no one and it's Jaron Hall confirmed, then I think you do see more movement here. Like, I think this is like, it's like speculative movement so far that it's going to be Hall. And if it's not, 
then things get really crazy because it's like, how do you make a number on Case Keenum or something? And he's going to come in like Baker Mayfield hadn't seen the playbook for the Rams last year and played on that, <laughs> played against the Raiders and beat them, which I don't think is going to happen here. But I think like, I don't know if we're done moving on Atlanta. I guess that's like the interesting part. So it's, it's again, it's that classic like, okay, where is the line going? And is your goal only to get ahead of that? You don't care what happens in the game. You just care about, I click the button now, the number's different on Sunday. That's all you care about. It might honestly be like four and a half Atlanta still good. And it gets actually like even higher than this. If it's, well, I don't care about that. Just tell me what you think is going to happen in the game or what you think is going to happen. Like what's the market going to be at close and what would you bet? Um, I would just remind people like we have markets like this all the time where it's like the perception that it's, we literally bet the Titans for this reason last week that it's like, well, they're packing it in. And here's Will. Actually, they like completely outplayed Atlanta for big parts of that game. And then Taylor Heineke came in and the game got really fun in the fourth quarter. So like we literally just had one of these guys. <laughs> we just had one. We also had like, oh, like the Niners are the best team in the league and it's PJ Walker. How could they ever lose? Number goes out to 10. Like we have these all the time, especially when it's like kind of a good team or a well-coached team that's changing the quarterbacks. That's when it gets really fun, right? So you have like Stefanski with the PJ, uh, PJ Walker thing. You have Mike Vrabel with the Levis thing. Like this isn't Josh McDaniels changing quarterbacks. That went terrible. Aiden O'Connell got, you know, bulldozed in the game against the, the Chargers. But you have, you know, I think we think O'Connell's like a pretty good coach. And if it's Jaron Hall and that's what they're going to go with, and this gets bet all the way out. And I mean, like, if it's Jaron Hall, what's to stop this from being seven? What's to stop this from being six? Something like that. Like, people are going to be bullish on a rookie on the road in his first start. And uh, and I honestly think, like, your, your strategy for, like, what is going to happen in the game is... You should let it let you should pray Atlanta gets bet out as far as humanly possible so that somehow it creates a number where you could like stand betting Minnesota because like Atlanta by margin is just not something you should ever be like thinking is likely in an NFL game. It doesn't mean it can't happen. Atlanta by margin is not something you really want to go to war with. So, you know, again, it's that line move versus what's actually going to happen in the game that kind of fun back and forth. And, and unfortunately, just like I agree with everything you said, I think like I think seven, I'd probably be interested in Minnesota, but I think I would literally need a number. Be that a big big. It's going to be it's going to be also Jaren Hall. Jaren Hall. Yep. Like it's I mean, you know, like what? But like, you know, like it's, it's so what, what if they trade to Neil Hunter? Hall? What if they trade to Neil yeah, Hunter sure. tomorrow? Like what if the Vikings make sure. some moves and they're like, you know what? Like we're dumb this year. I hope they don't do that because like I'd like to see how this plays out. I'd actually like to see them like get a quarterback and try to go for it and try to make the playoffs. Right. But but. Uh, I'm not the one. Make, I'm not the one in charge making the decisions. Maybe, maybe they decide it's in our best interest actually to lose games now. Now that we've lost Kirk Cousins, I don't even think people could bang on them for that if that's the decision that they make. And and then what happens? Like, what if they trade Hunter and it's Jaron Hall? Like, this could definitely be seven by the time Sunday rolls around, right? right. And you and I would just and remind no people. Well, I would just remind people: be really careful about like, oh, like they did that. That means this team's doing that. Like that means that it's like, uh, like if the market's going to move on that, then you should probably bet the opposite side. Cause that's a lot of like assumption. That's a lot of like, well, now the Vikings guys, and that's like, well, like is Jordan Addison going to stop running routes when he plays? Like that's going to happen. Like Madison's going to stop taking the ball and going forward. It's going to go backwards now. Like that's, what's going to happen. You can make a joke that he goes backwards a lot. Anyway. Uh, I just, it's, you know, it's really like this, this is, it's not a carbon copy of the Titans game. I would just remind people that like, we, like I, we made a lot of money betting like this kind of an angle last year like perception about a quarterback change in a team and what it means sorry last week like yesterday we made a lot of money on a game and like just because this one's smellier 
doesn't mean the same things not like not that it has to play out a certain way just that like which side is going to end up being valuable when all the dust is settled post trade deadline and and post quarterback announcement and like will levis was also like a second round pick bandy to be like a top 10 pick as opposed to jaron yeah. hall who goes like later in the draft and maybe jaron but the number Hall's was way shorter the number That's was the way point. Shorter. The number was way yep. shorter, though. You got you, you, you had two and a half at home. Here you're going to take like six, seven on the road. Like that. That's why that price is different. So it can be the same philosophy. You're just getting a way different price. That's why the bet would maybe still be good. Uh, and just like fantasy wise, this sucks to lose Cousins. I don't know if like Addison and like Hawkinson are like totally dead, but I mean, how, how are you going to have confidence in these guys if Sharon Hall is going to be the quarterback? Like when Jefferson comes back, it's brutal for real life, brutal for Cousins, obviously as a person, and brutal for the Vikings, but also brutal for you know. People you know what else that is too here? But we we haven't done this part of it yet. Like, because you bring up a good point. Like it's it's Jaron Hall, like with a, a week to prep or whatever, and no Jefferson, and Flores' defense has started playing better. Like if if Arthur Smith ever says it's Ritter. Like, should this total be, like, 32? Should it be, I mean, like, should I, the first digit be a two? Yeah, I mean, yeah this, is, uh, this is the Wrigley Field-Iowa Northwestern game, or whoever's playing there, right? Those are the two teams. I, I just, um, yeah, like, it, it's because you're, you're going to ask yourself, it's kind of like with the P.J. Walker game, when I said, like, oh, the Niners came off the Cowboys game, it was P.J. Walker for Deshaun, number got bet out to 10, how can they ever lose? Like, you, you can figure out a way they lose. Like, the way they lost that game was, like, weather and that the Browns' defense was exceptional and it was Purdy and, like, an outdoor weather game and he wilted a little bit. And as a result, like, that was the Browns' path to victory. If it's Jaron Hall on the road, the Vikings' path to victory here is, like, honestly, like, every Atlanta game, like, 14-13, 13-10. Like, Atlanta goes one for five in the red zone, which, you know, they do every game anyway. They're just going to do it here against Minnesota, whose defense is, like, somehow playing way better now. So, like, that's that's their path. And honestly, if it gets out to seven, it might just be literally, like, parlay the Vikings in the under. Like, this is uh, this is Ohio State-Wisconsin all over again from Saturday, maybe, where it's, like, I, the Vikings probably aren't winning a game where Jaron Hall's got to, like, you know, be down 14 throwing the ball in the fourth quarter. They probably win a game where it's 10-10 in the fourth quarter and everybody's making mistakes. That's probably how they win. And just like need a little bit more time to think about the on-field handicap here. The Falcons did lose Grady Jarrett, one of their best defensive linemen for the season, torn ACL. Their defensive line is absolutely stacked, though. They still have Calais Campbell. They got a bunch of other good players here. And the Vikings have not been able to run the ball the entire year. Maybe they're able to figure something out. The Their first rushing touchdown of the season yesterday. Maybe Madison and Akers and Ty Chandler. Maybe they get it cooking a little bit here. But they, they were winning on the arm of Kirk Cousins. Like, can Jaron Hall even give you, like, half of what Kirk Cousins gave you? I don't even know if Jared no. Hall is going to be the quarterback on Sunday. Like, may maybe it'll be right. somebody else. Uh, we'll, we'll acquire more information, obviously, as the week goes on with the Falcons and the Vikings. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent football Monday. Handicapping week nine in the NFL, the midway point of the NFL regular season. Let's continue onward now in Cleveland, where we've had a little line movement on this game. Open seven and a half, and now we sit with the Browns as a touchdown favorite at home over the Arizona Cardinals. The total here is 38 and a half. And, and if you like some of the other games we've talked about, this will be the third of four games in week nine where like there are questions as to who's going to play quarterback for both teams in the game. Welcome to another one uh, where Arizona, we are like reasonably certain that it's going to be Josh Dobbs as the quarterback here. We'll see what happens with Kyler Murray, Jonathan Gannon saying that Dobbs is going to start again. Also like I'll believe it when I see it. I think there's a lot going on right now in Arizona, but we think it's going to be Dobbs. And I, I, I guess it's probably going to be P.J. Walker for another week as kind of Deshaun kind of nurses whatever this injury he has is. Uh, maybe it's going to be Deshaun Watson. I, I think it's probably Walker, and it's probably Dobbs. 
and the Browns are a touchdown favor coming off their loss to Seattle. We're like, I thought they played what Walker stinks, and they almost won on the road in Seattle. And then Arizona backdoors and probably against the Baltimore Ravens, but they don't look great for large swaths of that game. So Cleveland, again, a touchdown favorite, 38 and a half. And Ken, I think uh, before I usually leave things open-ended for you, I guess uh, I'll ask you a specific question as we begin our handicap of this game. Should P.J. Walker ever be laying a touchdown against any other team in the National Football League? That would be my question. Well, if it was going to be one, and it was going to be this season, uh, this would probably be the one that you would pick. This would probably be it. So it's possible. Or like uh, like Tyrod Taylor Giants or something, if they were going into Cleveland. They'd Cleveland should probably Tommy be DeVito, that game too. Tommy DeVito yeah. Giants might have to be like right. 14 and a half. <laughs> it's a ton of pressure, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, the defensive line would just eat for Cleveland in the uh, in that game. Yeah, I mean, like, should he be seven? I, I mean, I'm supposed to say no, except like, the way the Browns defense plays, like, do I think the Cardinals can be competitive in the game? Sure. Like, I'm sure they have some path to be competitive. I like, I, I don't even want to talk about any of that yet, though. I just want to, like, go into a little more detail on something that you said, because I think people probably heard you say, like, I think there's a lot of stuff going on there with Kyler Murray. And just like, I'm, I'm going to guess what you mean is, and this is me, like, reading between the lines of what you say on the show sometimes. I'm going to guess what you mean by that is the trade deadline is tomorrow. They can't say Kyler's starting if there's a chance that they trade him. So like they can't be like he's starting and then they trade him and then it's like wait but he's starting like what's like you have to have Josh Dobbs yeah Josh Dobbs I just said that with the weirdest emphasis you have to have Dobbs be the starter you have to announce that Josh Dobbs is starting I don't know what was going on there you have to announce that he's the starter um, because like Josh maybe Dobbs. the phone rings and it's uh, Josh Josh Dobbs you know maybe uh, maybe the phone rings and it's somebody calling for Kyler Murray and uh, and that's you think that's possible so Dobbs is the starter but like if we get through tomorrow and nobody calls. And Kyler's still on the team. Yeah, like Wednesday morning, couldn't Gannon just be like, Kyler's ready. He's actually ready, guys. We weren't sure if he was ready. Now he's ready. Like he's going to start. You wonder if the seven and a halfs on Arizona got bet only for that reason, where it's like, all right, like there's some chance it's him. And you don't mind being against PJ Walker getting a ton of points anyway. So it's kind of like you're free rolling Kyler information by taking seven and a half. I don't, I don't even want to offer an opinion of what I think is going to happen in the game until I know like way more about who's playing quarterback for both teams. But if it's like interesting line move, Arizona seven and a half to seven, is that people just like buying kind of the rumor that maybe if we get through tomorrow and Kyler's still on the team, he will start the game. I would just encourage people to think about it like this. And it doesn't mean that there has to be fire where there's smoke. So I'm not saying that like this is definitely right. But I think we all kind of collectively think at this point, and we can be wrong about it, but I think like we're probably right that the gannon Ossenfort like combination of Coach GM and Arizona, like we think that they're pretty sharp. Like the decisions that they've made, like the trade and the draft. Like I think I know Arizona's one loss record's terrible, but I, I think people are generally pretty impressed right now with Jonathan Gannon. So like if if we think that Gannon and Austin Ford are like a smart combination, right? And I think that that's true. Everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks with Kyler Murray, like, does not make any sense. Everything that they say kind of runs contrary to what, like, you think they should be saying and doing, which leads me to believe that, like, something's going on. And what I think is that they're trying to, like, get someone to trade for Kyler Murray, and then they would take a quarterback. And remember, they have Houston's pick also, that they would want to take a quarterback at the top of the draft. So I could be wrong. Like, the deadline could come and go, and Kyler could be the quarterback of the future. I just think, like, when Kyler practices in full last week and that he's doubtful on the injury report and doubtful means they don't have to activate him to the roster when they tell you he's 100 percent healthy and they rule him out for the following week on sunday after the game is played something's up here 
Something's up. Something's going on behind the scenes. Now, maybe they don't get an offer they're looking for and Kyler just stays. I, I think that there might be some fire here where there's smoke. And we'll find out coming up tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time what the hell's going on with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I can't wait, and we'll do it to start next hour on the show, to talk about this Packers-Rams game. where Jordan Love and Green Bay might be more than a three-point favorite at home against Brett Rippon and the Los Angeles Rams, what we want to do there. Uh, Patriots and the Commanders, we will get to in hour number three. How about the Saints land a touchdown against Tyson Bajan and the Chicago Bears? We'll do all of that next hour, but coming up next, we'll get some NBA bets for tonight with our good friend Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops.